This is The Business Machine. We talk with small business owners and entrepreneurs to get their advice on how they run their machines. These inspirational leaders share with us some of the tools they use to run their machines and talk about some of the mistakes they made along the way and what they learned. As business owners, we're all trying to fuel our machines, create a great team and put tools in place so that eventually our machines will run themselves. So get ready. Up next, the business machine is firing up. Hey everybody and welcome back to another exciting episode. I say it every time, but every time I mean it, another exciting episode of The Business Machine. I'm your host and CEO of Michigan Creative, Brian Town. I'm excited to have Lee Martinuzzi here from us and he's talking to us all the way uh, from Japan today. And so that is, you guys won't know that, but he is there and he is from The Hidden Why and he is the Hidden Why guy. If you just Google search The Hidden Why guy, you will find him. He's an expert in lifestyle and business design. He helps people go from living a life that they hate living to a life they love. He assists people with speaking, coaching, writing, and podcasting, and he has a corporate background, so we're really excited to talk to him. Lee, how are you doing today? Hey, Brian. Good, man. Yourself? Good. Really good. What is going on over there today? So you're you're on the other side of the world, sort of, but you would be anyway. What are you guys doing over there? Mate, it's uh, early morning here. It's, what is it? Just on six or just after six. So yeah, woken up and uh, done my yoga this morning and some meditations followed by some journaling. And we're just uh, living life, mate. We, we love an adventure as a family. So that's what prompted us to, to come here. Very cool. I've got my wife and two younger girls here with me. So yeah, just uh, living the adventure and sort of at the moment just assessing what we should best do next. Now it's interesting because we're you know we're talking about what you try to do for other people, but if you were not if you were still in the corporate world and doing what you had done previously, I don't think you would have the opportunity that you do now to just pick up and go like that, would you? No, I, well I've I've sort of designed my life this way. I I appreciate freedom and um, you know the flexibility to move about because I just feel that it gives me excitement in life. I'm one of those people that can't sit still and I get very bored <laughs> easily, so it's good to be able to move around. Um, quickly and then that's come over the last few years where I've just created that sort of lifestyle where I can just sort of pack up and go um, it hasn't come with ease but it's certainly it's certainly the goal for me and interestingly enough I'm just re- listening to a great book about the evolution of our, our, our species about sapiens and you know hunter gatherers that's what we used to do we used to go from one place to the next hunting hunting and gathering and um, we always had that that variety in our lives and then suddenly we, we went through the agricultural age and we started, you know, growing crops. Right. And we realized that to protect the crops, we had to live there and we had to maintain the crops. And so the crops ended up owning us and how we lived our lives rather than the other way around. <laughs> um, and I just found it fascinating because I, I think, you know, a lot of the things that we desire in life and, and aim towards sometimes become our greatest trappings and sufferings. And um, perhaps it's not the best way to live life. So, yeah, I'm sort of going about, you know, designing it for myself and not to say that everyone needs to leave corporate. It's some people love it. And I certainly loved aspects of it, but it just wasn't conducive to the lifestyle I wanted to live. So, yeah. Yeah, we hear this a lot. I think, I don't know if it's just the trend since I started my business six years ago. And now as soon as you do that, then you've done it and you've made the leap and left corporate. And and so now you happen to be in that position where you're hearing a lot of people say the same thing. But it does seem over the last few years anyway this whole idea of entrepreneurism and entrepreneurship and make your own, you know, create your own journey, those kind of things has been more popular than it has in the past. But, you know, I like mm. what you said there is you can't, you know, anybody out there listening is, I mean, right away, you, did, you can't just pick up and go. I mean, there's got to be some sort of plan to it. Or how do you get people? And is that what you do? I mean, how do you get people to live 
that life purpose. And it's not just about your job. Just because your job's bad doesn't mean you can fix your life's purpose, correct? Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's not about the job at all. It's, okay. it's about how you how you want to be in life. Okay. Um, and actually, there's a model. I'll share it with you. There's a model, and I've, I've just written about it, so that's why it's fresh in my head. But it's a be, do, have model. And a lot of us go out into the life after our education sort of years, and we approach this model in reverse. So we, we do it from the have, do, and be. And that means we decide on what we want to have. So we want to have a house, a car, you know, a family, et cetera. And then we go, well, what do I need to do to get that? So then we start jobs, you know, and jobs, whatever we can get our hands on, you know, and, and go through the promotional sort of progress and work our way up so we can have more of what we desire. And then we find ourselves in, at a state of being, and that's how we, we are. And sometimes that's not how we really want to be. We get there and go, oh, this isn't really what I want. I feel a bit empty. And certainly that's what I can relate to because sure. I went out and followed that model. And I found myself several years ago just asking the questions about what is this? Is this is this what's set out for me for the rest of my days? And the, the state of being that I was in really wasn't – I couldn't justify it. It wasn't – I felt empty inside and, and just sort of like there was something missing. And I thought it was just freedom because I've always desired greater freedom. And I thought, you know, being working in corporate didn't allow me the flexibility to go to the events that I wanted to go to when I wanted to, etc. Um, and then I realized it was fulfillment as well. And then more recently, I've decided that for everyone, it's, it's a deeper sense of happiness that we desire in life. And whilst we all desire that happiness, how we get there is each to our own. Mm -hmm. So the model that, that this model, it needs to be done in reverse. So we need to firstly decide how we want to be in life. What is the ultimate state of being that you desire? You know, what is that deep level of happiness look like to you? Look at that and then go through that in reverse. So once you know how you really want to be, so, you know, look, ask, ask yourself the question, well, if I really want to be happy, what is happiness really to me? What is, what does my relationships look like? What is it, what I do every day look like? You know, how does my lifestyle look? And then go back in reverse and go, well, what do I need to do to get there? You know, and it, it's probably there's probably some steps that you need to do to take yourself towards there. And they might be steps over a course of six months, a year, 10 years. Um, and there's probably things you can do straight away to help you be in that state more fully. Yeah, and then once you go ahead, sorry, sorry, go ahead. And once, once you start doing that, that's when the, the, the things that you need to have or, or desire to have come into play as well. Yeah. And I'd like to think about that in a way that, you know, we're, we're talking about ways for us to, and, and to really look at some people might just say, well, look, I want to be happy, but, but what's that mean? And how far do you have to dive into that? G give me something uh, that, you know, cause it's always hard. Like here, you know, we have to set goals and we have to do this and, and people are going to say, well, we're too busy to, to do this. And we just, you know, I don't have time in my life to barely even think about doing something different, but give me something I can do today. Cause I don't even know. I think a lot of people don't even know and I imagine you get this, correct me if I'm wrong, but do people know what they want to be? And is that a question? seems like a hard question to answer. Yeah, it is. It takes some, some soul searching, I guess. Yeah. Um, and that's hard as well because the soul doesn't really exist. Uh, <laughs> but you need, to, you need to look within and then sort of ask those important questions. Like I've designed what I call the life compass. And it's, it's essentially helps you connect with that why. So it looks at your dreams and passions. So what are you passionate about? What do you really dream about? And a lot of us have stopped dreaming, I think, because we sort of go into the world at an age of 20, full yeah. of ambition. And then, you know, within 10 years, we've sort of just become a bit stagnant. And so this is life. And we sort of give up that dream process. The man knocked us down. So really, yeah, <laughs> connecting with those those dreams and passions, connecting with your core values. So what's important to you? What's really, really important to you? 
and we have to take away that 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 anchor of status that that anchor of you know our job as to what's important to us because we often come back to that you know come back to oh but i need money to live and blah 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 sure we have to try and remove ourselves from that so we can really connect with what's truly important with us and the question um that one of my first mentors asked is if you had a magic wand and you could do anything and be anywhere that you wanted wanted to with no constraints by money or time, what would you be doing? Hmm. And it sounds like a bit of a dreamy question. A lot of people say, but yeah, that's all nice and good, but I've got a mortgage to pay off, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, do you really need that mortgage? You know, do you, you know, I had three properties myself and I've sold them all. I've got one left. Huh. Um, and, you know, that was just so I could free myself from having to be trapped into a job that I didn't really love and so I could have the flexibility and pack up and go whenever I wanted to go. So, you know, you don't really need that mortgage. So it's about asking yourself that question and really just digging in deep and, and searching out what's really important to you. Um, the other parts to it is the skills and talents. So what are your skills and talents? Um, what are you really good at? Um, so work aligned with that. And the final piece of the puzzle, which has just slipped my mind, is your needs and desires. So what do you really need and what do you desire? And, and this is something that, you know, going back to that be do have model, we think we desire all this stuff, but I mean, do you really? And yeah. do you really need it? Like what's necessary for you to really live in that ultimate happiness? And for me, I looked at this question and, and I'll tell you my little story is I want to just be in a nice house somewhere um, surrounded by nature. I love water. I love green. I love forest, bush, etc. So I want to be in a nice house somewhere by that. I can vision my house as a sort of a wooden country style house. Um, because I, I like a, a wooden home and I want a nice office where I can just do my writing in the morning. I want to have a nice garden where I can grow my own vegetables and fruits and be able to cook because I have a passion for cooking and spend time with the people I love. And on top of that, I want to help inspire people to go out there and find more meaningful lives. And when I inspire other people and get paid well for doing that, I want to help then people in less um, advantageous sort of communities um, where they don't have the resources, they don't have the advantages we have, you know, find a greater life as well. So that's that's ideally what I want to do. And it's sort of going, well, it's not really that much. And what do I need to get there? Like I, I can do it now. Yes, I don't have the ideal home, I guess, that I picture in my mind in, in a beautiful setting. Um, but I can still wake up every morning and write. I can still inspire people, which I do through the podcast. Um, and I'm working on a project at the moment, which is hopefully in order to help people in a third world community um, have more advantages and uh, be able to create the life that they want as well. So, you know, there's still things I can do now to help get me there and live that state. So do you think you're there? I mean, do you have like, are you, since you're coaching everybody, of course, everything that you have scheduled out is all laid out and perfect, right? But uh, no. do, you, do you, so does Lee, I mean, are you at, at that space? Do you have what you want right now? I, you know, I was reading through some of your blogs and, and your schedule is, is, is interesting. And, and the thing without the, without the clocks, I want to talk about that in a minute. Um, but what are some things that you think that you still always have to work on yourself to remind yourself? I mean, it's not just something that you say, okay, now I'm going to do this. I'm going to live this way. I mean, it takes work, correct? Yeah, look, it's it's never ending. And like I'm asking big questions at the moment about many things. You sure. know, I'm not perfect um, by any stretch of the imagination. I've still got lots of things to work on. I mean, I'll look at the conditioning of our, our self over the years. You know, I was conditioned for well, our whole life. And then I started to change that when I was, you know, in my late 20s. And to, to reverse back through a lot of that conditioned way that we have lived life is really hard to make some of those changes. 
Um, so, you know, it does take time and, and I'm by no means perfect. I'm still trying to figure things out. But I think that's what makes it great as well, that I am actually continually looking within, asking the bigger questions, trying to figure out who I am, what this life is, my weaknesses, so I can really progress forward with more meaning. My my ambition is to live life without suffering. I want to remove the suffering from my life so I can be um, in a deeper sense of happiness. And I know that's, you know, a lot of people say, but, you know, you're going to have someone that dies. You're not going to be happy in that moment. Um, but really, it's about living in that moment and accepting the moment as it is and, and being able to manage that without falling into deep depression or without being overly excited about, you know, the, the good things as well. So, you know, I don't want to live with suffering and I don't want to get to the end of my life with regret. So those are the two things that really yeah. drive me in my life. And that's why, why I do what I do, because I, I don't like seeing that in other people as well. I'm quite compassionate and I just hate people seeing us, you know, living a sufferable life. So um, that's that's sort of where I'm at. And, yeah, it takes constant work. You know, for me, I have to continually go back to my why go within, meditate and ask myself the questions. Is this really the move that I should be making or is it not? Um, and, you know, I find myself consistently getting overwhelmed by things and ambitions that sort of take me away from the moment, take me away from living life right now into, you know, the future of dreams, etc. And it just it causes you chaos and causes you unease in life. So it's, it's really a matter of continually, you know, becoming mindful, connecting back within and, and asking yourself the powerful questions. Yeah, let's talk about that mindfulness because I think, and regrets can really, you know, there's regrets the things that you haven't done and, and there's regrets the things that you think you're not going to do. And and those can really, uh, at least I find with me, is that can really hinder your productivity on any given day. And, and one of the things that I like about you and what you talked about is your meditation in the morning too, but in your ebook, you talk about the four pillars of success and the first one is physical and then mental. So let's talk a little bit about that physical piece. Cause I think that's a real issue for a lot of people and you know, in the corporate world and outside of the corporate world, especially here in Michigan. I mean, everybody's overweight here cause it's cold, but, uh, <laughs> but how do those, cause really the four pillars of, of your idea of four pillars of success are physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. And those are all really related, but physical is first, which I thought was interesting. Cause I don't typically see that. in most guests that we talk to talk about the physical piece too. And what do you mean by that? Physical, we have to move. And, you know, our bodies have been designed to move and and I think we've, you know, become so trapped in this modern age that we just don't move enough and, you know, I'm guilty as. Um, so it's really about just getting out there and moving the body more, you know, doing some yoga, going for more walks, um, going for hikes, you know, riding a bike, doing some swimming, doing whatever you can just to change your physiology because the, the amount you move will affect your, your attitude, really. It'll affect your, your mind. And that'll, that'll affect how you sort of behave and, and approach life. And certainly for me, that's what I do. Like, I'm, I don't think I'm extreme by any stretch of the ma- imagination. I, I, I like to, to wake up and do yoga in the morning. Um, and recently, it's, it's sort of changed a little bit to fit my schedule. So I'm because I'm working on writing a book at the moment. So that's taking up a bit of my time. But, you know, getting up and, and doing that yoga in the morning is, is just essential for me. And then, you know, during the day, pretty much every day, uh, at about half halfway point, I go for a swim or go for a, a jog or go to the gym, um, you know, and it's not extreme amounts of times. It's half an hour or something like that. And it's just a way to really freshen the mind up and, and it allows you to reflect within as well. So it gives you that sort of mental health as well as you physically move. But I think, yeah, moving is, is just key to our lives. It's what our bodies need to do. And if we don't move enough, we just become just become consumed by life. And I think... I think the other piece to the puzzle that a lot of people 
find themselves is that they're too busy and they always say, oh, I'm too busy, I've just got too much on yeah. um, and I just don't have time for that. That is the problem. We have created our lives where we think we need to be really busy and I've just written a couple of blogs about this and recorded the show. It's it's such a crock of shit. We, we are just way too busy for ourselves and, and I have just done this again recently because I found that the task list during the day starting to be a bit out of control and um, there's the task list and there's also the things that you own, the things that you think you need to own that start to consume you as well. And it is just, it is causing our suffering. You think about the things that you do every day and, and how you go about doing them. Some things are necessary, some things are not. Um, but we just, we're just consumed by it and it just is not giving us any level of sanity to live a meaningful life. I and mean, we just need to stop reflect assess what we're doing and remove the shit that's causing our suffering um yeah let's talk about that in particular what you had mentioned there because this is typical of a of a ceo or business owner too and entrepreneurs we get a list and then we get a list about our list and then we get another list and then we we think that we have so many things we get overwhelmed by all the things that we have to do or the busyness like you were talking about and then we don't end up doing anything because then you know it's just too overwhelming how do we tackle that day-to-day -day stuff. I know there's there's ways to to really focus on the one or two things that you need to absolutely get done. But is that some things that you're helping people with, and how do they really focus their day-to-day? Because -day? right now, I mean, reading one of your blogs too, we we do spend a lot of time, or Americans do anyway, spend a lot of time watching TV. Um, how many hours a day can we you know scratch off those if we actually you know don't do that? But how do we tackle yeah. that busy day? We, you know, we've got things to do running a company. You have things to do. I think the biggest struggle for anybody um, running a company is how do you get everything done? Not everything. How do you get the things that need to be done when they need to be done? Yeah, I, I think, I think first, you know, the, the exercise that I would go through is look at a day for, for yourself as an individual or as a company as whole. And just go through that day and jot down absolutely everything that you do throughout that day. If you can do this task for a week, you'll benefit from it more greatly. But, you know, it can be a bit overwhelming to try and um, do that for the whole yeah, week. That, yeah, great. Thing. There's one more thing I got to do now. It's extra thing you've got to do, but yeah. it will pay off in dividends Thanks you know, once lot, you get yeah. through to the end yeah, of it. Yeah, but appreciate that. It didn't help at all. No. Keep going. Go, go, go through the day and just, yeah, note down absolutely everything. Now, I did this task recently in a different sort of um, – for a different purpose, but it was for a friend of mine, and he asked me to just to, to note down everything that I ate um, throughout the day for a week, and take photos of each meal that I had, and, and all the snacks, everything, absolutely everything that went in my mouth, I had to take a photo of. So I did that for a week, but it was just amazing, because it actually puts your mind and your attention on what that. you're doing, Yeah. and at the end, you can sort of assess it and go, well, that's just interesting, and, and my diet has improved a lot, so I felt quite good about it in most aspects, but there's still certain things that I just go, wow, is that really necessary? <laughs> and after the fact as well, not only did it help me remove some of the things that perhaps I shouldn't have been doing, it also allowed me to be mindful of what I was doing in the future of putting things in my mouth and actually questioning it, you know, having that little moment of pause going, oh, do I really need that extra serving or do I really need that ice cream? You know, just things like that, just to be more aware in the moment of what you're doing. So if you do this task for, you know, what you're doing throughout the day, jot down absolutely everything you do and then look at it, look at the list and go, okay, well, what's necessary, what's not and what could be more effectively done. And 
I'll give you emails, for example, because I can guarantee anyone that does this exercise, they'll look at their list and go, oh, wow, God, look, yeah. I checked I checked email at, at 7.45, and then I was doing this project. I checked email you know, several times throughout that, and then I checked email at 12. And Email's blah, blah, blah. a killer. Yeah, That's an absolute you, killer. Yeah, and it's just one of those things that you can look at, and it's essential for business. Yeah, you need to check your emails, but do you need to check it continually throughout the day? We, emails be, become a just a, a uh, just a time consumer, and I just thought about it yesterday. I thought, you know, how often do we check our mailbox daily at the front of our house? You know, yeah, I'd barely check it once a day. I'll probably check it maybe a couple times a week, but I think the kids might check it more often. Um, but, you know, we don't jump up every five minutes and run out to the front gate and check our mailbox, do we? And email, what's the difference? That's exactly what it's been designed for, just so we don't have to communicate, you know, taking three months to send a letter around the world. We can do it instantly. But it doesn't mean we have to check it every five minutes. So, you know, look at tasks like that and say, well, maybe I could just um, batch that up into a one sort of chunk of time, half an hour at, I don't know, nine o'clock every morning where I just do emails and then I switch emails off and don't check them until the next morning or I don't check it until five o'clock. You know, do whatever works for your business. And that's an example of something that you, you need to do, um, but you can become more effective just by limiting it to that, that sort of window. And in that window, that's all you do. You check emails. You don't talk to people. You don't talk to your clients. You don't do anything else. You just focus on that. So really, you know, batching things up like that. Then look at the list and say, well, what can I remove? What's just unessential? And I like to look at this. I did this when I was in real estate, this exercise. And I remember um, Pareto's principle, which states that 80% of what we do gives us 20% of the results and vice versa. 20% of what we do gives us 80% of the, the results. And because I'm so time focused, I was going, well, I don't want to do that 80% that's only giving me 20% of the results. Let's get rid of that and do more of the 20% stuff. So I looked at my list sort of with that in mind and said, well, what are, this, what are the things that I'm doing that really aren't giving me much or any of the results? And I just simply started cutting the heck out of my schedule and saying, well, that task is just not giving me the results. It's just not worthy. And see, the thing for me in that, in that role, things just accumulated. I saw another agent and what they were doing and they seemed to get a couple of results from that so I'd add that to my list and I saw someone else doing this I'd add that to my list and then suddenly you're doing all these things and you sort of don't even really know why you're doing it you just start doing it and if if you don't look at and measure the results then you sort of have to go well why are you doing it for so that's what I'd do I'd look at it and go well what's necessary um today or what's necessary on my list that's going to take me towards you know my ultimate state of being that's how I sort of look at it um, is this conducive to, to that path forward or is this actually just something that I'm doing for another reason that's not really on purpose? Um, so for me right now, I write, I'm writing a book. So every day that's what is that's on my purpose, list right. just to write a book. Yeah, there's other tasks that I need to do, um, but I, I really don't keep them in mind at the moment because it, it just takes me away from writing the book. So as long as I get that, that section of the book that I want to write um, written, then everything else, if I have time, falls around that. But otherwise, I don't really care. Nothing else is, is more important than that for me right now. Um, yes, I need to eat. Yes, I need to wash the dishes and do some of those tasks, and they sure. all fall, fall into it. Um, there's certain themes that I have to live my life by, which is you know exercise, mindfulness. So they definitely fall into my schedule every day. Um, but other than that, there's, there's no other tasks for me at the moment that are absolutely essential. So sure. I, can, I can remove them. Hey everybody, this week's episode is also sponsored by Freshwater Apparel. Check out freshwaterapparel.com, that's freshwaterapparel.com, and check out their spring collection of t-shirts, and soon beanies are going to be on the way. We love these guys over at Freshwater. It's a 
Midwest Clothing Company, and they make all their products in Lansing, Michigan, and the shirts are 100% made in America. So you can't beat that. So if you love freshwater like we do here at Michigan Creative, you should definitely check out their site. Lots more coming, but right now they have t-shirts and tanks for both men and women. Like I said before, beanies are coming, stickers, all that stuff. So check out freshwaterapparel.com and get fresh. Back to the show. Let's talk a little bit about somebody that comes in, you know, through your system or, or, you know, that you're going to help. What are they typically, I know there's not a typical client, I guess, but what are, (laughs) there's not, I know, trust me, but um, what are, what's somebody looking for? What, you know, they say, Hey Lee, I found you on here and this is, this is what I'm going through and this is what I'm hoping you can help with. What is that? And what are you trying to, what do you see often that comes up that makes you, that, that you're able to help them with? Yeah, people want more meaning and more purpose in life. I think that's is ultimately what they're offering. I think generally that comes from just the way they've set up their lives and suddenly getting to a point going, well, this is just, you know, what's the meaning of all this? What's the purpose? So sure. I, I guess that's where ultimately I'm, I'm attempting to help people. Do you find that's and, an age thing? Do you, do you find that it's typically that mid-40s, maybe oh, even yeah, in the 50s? Yeah, 30s, late 20s. <laughs> yeah. um, all over? You know, my... my, my sort of my thought right now and inspiration is to help people straight out of the gate when they leave school um, to really get on that track earlier because I was, you know, same late 20s where I started to ask those questions and I wish I knew it earlier on. Um, And whilst, you know, you're not going to have all the answers at 18 about what you want to do in life, if you can sort of start really connecting with what's important and sort of taking action towards that. And there's certain themes in life too I think we need to, to work within. But if you can do that earlier on, you, you'd be better off. So um, that's where I'd really like to help more people is, is from that younger age. But, yeah, pe- people of all ages, you know, really want that purpose. But I guess typically it comes around that 30 to 40-year-olds year, year olds where they sort of just become stagnant in life and just seeking more meaning. Like, interesting, I went to a funeral recently and I was talking to a gentleman there who's just recently retired and um, – you know, only now he started asking those bigger questions about life, like what's it all for? What's sure. what am I doing? And that yeah. just struck me as Oh man. I was I was grateful that he was doing it, but I was just like, Wow, like that's imagine waiting until you're seventy to ask those questions or sixty five or whatever he is. Um, yeah, that's just for me, that just devastated me internally. I just thought, No, that's that's why I'm doing this now and I wanna help people start doing that now. Don't be afraid to ask those questions, you know, if you don't um, you won't have the answers that you want and you won't be able to live that meaningful life. And if you get to 70 or 65 and that's when you start asking those questions, you might just be more pressured for time to be able to go about creating it. <laughs> so, you know, do it, do it now. Like, you know, that's what, that's really what I want to inspire people to do. So you're writing a book right now. You're helping people online and, and coaching and you're speaking. What do you think you'll be doing in a couple of years? Let's say five years from now, where do you hope to be? And, and what do you hope to be doing with, with, the hidden why and, and your book and maybe your second book after that. Yeah, look, I've got a plan. I've got a book a year for the next few years that I want to write. Cool. Um, so really what I want to do with, with the hidden why is just inspire people. I like to speak. Um, so I'd like to, you know, just stand on stage and inspire, inspire people or, or talk on podcasts like this today and also write my book. I mean, that's really what I want to do. Um, and, outside of that you know i could see myself probably doing a few courses or things like that workshops to help people um really hone in on this stuff rather than you know just scratch over it at surface level because the thing that stuff i talk about people could listen to it and some of the concepts might make sense but if they're not having that that 
hand-in-hand sort of teacher-student relationship to guide them through it. It just goes in one ear out the other. Generally, that's what happens. So really creating up, you know, some workshops and stuff where I can really help people more closely align themselves with their why and, and start to live that purposeful life. And then ultimately, I'd like to be helping in third world communities, you know, really helping them set up so they can live better lives and close that sort of poverty gap that exists in this world and try and do my part as best I can. I mean, that's, that's sort of where my head's at for the future, yeah. So what do you what what is it for you as a as an educator? For me, it was seeing the students you know take and for me now it's it's my employees seeing my employees be successful and uh, obviously my children to see them successful and it was my students too. So knowing that I was doing, I'm doing the right thing and and I, I'm in the right place and I'm you know I'm doing exactly what I should be doing. Not not all the time. I don't think like that all the time. But when I see good things happen, I do take that and, and appreciate that. What is it for you, Lee? What what for you makes you know? Maybe it's a client that that you see that really turned around. But but what is it for you? Because I know sometimes it's a lonely path to be on as CEOs and entrepreneurs or solopreneurs, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is it for you? What do you look for? And and for you, what goes? What turns that light bulb on and go? Yeah, man, I'm I'm definitely doing the right thing. Or what makes a good day for you? Uh interesting. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> Look, I guess for me, like if I can help someone, you know, just have a smile on their face and, and find more meaning in their life, I think that's what it's it's about for me, um, to, to see people that live with less suffering and, and you know, l- less regret by doing what they love. Um, I think if I can do that, that's that's an effective day or effective mission to, to be on. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, an effective day, really, like today, if I get to the end um, and have finished that this section of the book that I want to write, yeah, um, then, then I'll be great as long as I fit in my, my routines, like my exercise and stuff around that. And, um, you know, I'd like to do a bit of reading as well. I always like to read, you know, some, some pages in a book every day. Um, so if I can do that and get to the end, then I'll be, I'll be very happy with how effective my day has been. Um, and used to, you know, my list used to be much more significant, but I've just reduced <laughs> it, reduced it to the point where it makes me, feel like, yeah, this is this is enough. This is what I need. And look, I don't earn as much as I used to in corporate, I'll be honest. Um, but the life I live now is, is much greater. Sure. And you don't need as much now, probably. No. I mean, I sat here at my desk and I was, oh, this is probably a year ago now, and I was uh, working on a project and it was sort of just a, a course that I was designing and it was a bit of a flop, to be honest. And I sat there and I was going, well, what did I do wrong? You know, where did I go wrong? And I was thinking about the mistakes. And then I thought about it and I thought, it wasn't really in the direction of, of where I wanted to be going anyway. Um, it was more out of the need for, you know, money. I thought I needed more money. Mm-hmm. And and this is what happens. We get driven by our externals in our life rather than driven internally. And when we do that, we, we get off track. And that's certainly what happened to me. And that's my reflection that I got out of it. And I thought, well, it just it wasn't aligned with my why. It was off track. And, of course, it's going to be a fail because I was doing it for the wrong reasons. Well, not, of course, it's going to be a fail. But... Certainly, that, that's what I alluded to, that why it failed is because I was doing it for the wrong reasons and it wasn't necessary for the, the purpose of my life. And then I looked around myself and I said, what, you know, what, what is it? What drove me? And it was sort of a question of money. I thought, well, you know, do I really need any more? I mean, I looked around me and I had this nice big room where I do my recording and my work from in Japan, you know, living the life. I eat beautiful food every day. I live with lovely people. And I just think, what more is there, you know? Why, why do I need, 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 need? And that's sort of when I realized that, you know, our needs are much more simpler than, than we think they are. And, and the desire for more always drives us in, in unconducive ways to living a 
less sort of happy life. Yeah, and I think when that reflection piece is important, and I and I have to do that myself too. But and I always tell my kids they you know when they complain about something. I have two boys, um, and two girls too. But the boys are the ones that complain because they're wow. they're teens. Yeah, I've got a lot of kids. But um, <laughs> and they uh, you know, and they just and they know I'm gonna say it because as soon as they start to complain about something, I'm just I'm like, look around you. You know, I mean, you you've got everything that you could possibly need. But I need to do that myself too because you know, I forget about what we've built here at our company too. And then when I stop and do that just for a minute and I look around, I look at the offices that we have, I look at some of the equipment that we have and the people that I have working for us, I think we're so busy caught up day to day trying to go more, more, more next, 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 that we wake up that 70 year old man and go, what just happened? Mm. And I think maybe, maybe that's what happens is we're so busy getting more and next that we forget about right now. And I think that mindfulness and, and being present is, and it's not as hippy dippy as a lot of people think it is. It's just really realizing what you have around you. And, you know, how do we, we have a lot of business owners that listen to this, a lot of entrepreneurs that listen to this too. And, you know, their, their take's going to be, well, we're too busy to just get up and move to move. You know, we can't do that. We can't just quit and move. And that's not really what the message is here, but what is that one mindfulness or that that one thing that we can do to make make us sort of realize that there is a purpose and 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 there is something that that we should all be shooting for rather than just more what is that activity or what can i do today yeah i i think you know the what i talk about as as it relates to an individual life i think it applies to business as well and and i think you know at the core of business is it's people that that run it so you need to focus sure. on the people um but really looking at what's the business why, and you might look at the business why as your mission statement, and what's the ultimate goal? I mean, what what does your business happiness look like? That's interesting. And, you know, ask yourself that question. Well, what is our business happiness? And then write that down. And it doesn't have to be a long-winded thing. A happiness for our business is to be able to help people, um, you know, film good video to promote their businesses whilst earning an income of yeah, yeah. what such and such a level, you know, and that is happiness to you. Okay, well, what are we doing to get us there? And I worked in corporate business and, man, I saw the stuff that the yeah. the managers threw down at staff to do and it was just <laughs> a waste of bloody time oh. and it was just not conducive to the ultimate goal and, and that's what, you know, destroyed, I told you pre-interview about that business that yeah. sort of went down the gurgler. Yeah, yeah. And I believe that's what happened because they just went too busy and started doing more and more stuff because they thought, oh, well, if we do this, this will help this problem, this will help this problem. And just... fighting fires with fire. And really, you need to keep things simple. You know, Richard Branson, I think that's why he's pretty successful because he's just a simple guy. Like, have you ever seen him speak? Man, he's, he's, he's not all the... Pretty normal guy. Um, yeah, he's, he's really, like, very, very humble. And I, I think just because he's so simple, he just keeps things simple, and that's what gives him the success in business. Now, I mean, I think businesses can do the same. I think if you think you're, you're too busy, well, you need to stop and, and question a lot of the things because... I don't think anything needs to be that busy to be successful. I think some of the best things in life or the best businesses in the world, I mean, you look at Apple, um, they're so successful because they kept things simple. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's the problem with a lot of businesses that they overcomplicate things and they don't need to. So maybe, yeah, ask yourself, you know, what does your business happiness look like? What's your why? And then how can you, you know, improve and become more effective in what you're doing to, to link the two? One of your routines, or it looks like your routines in the morning are pretty set from just reading and talking to you pre-interview too, but also reading some of your blogs. And it's a pretty set routine. You get up at a certain time, you you journal and you and you do yoga and meditate maybe and eat a certain thing. 
is that something that we should all try to get in the habit of setting something up or some sort of morning routine? I know a lot of podcasters talk about it, a lot of books I've read have talked about it. How important is that? And what did that do for you? Yeah, look, important for me, not for everyone. I think creative people need more flexibility and um, that sort of a lifestyle where they're just more spontaneous. Uh, for me, it's it's absolutely essential. It seems to make me a lot more effective. Uh, it depends on the sort of life you live. You know, not one yeah. formula suits everyone. But for, for most people, I would say that your audience, absolutely, that routine just helps you be really on board. It, it sets up those disciplines. So, you know, you're just more effective throughout at your day. So for me... It gives me, you know, greater effectiveness, first of all, um, and certainly those routines that I do, the things that I do give me, you know, like meditation, more mindfulness, more composure throughout the day. I'm less overwhelmed by things when they come in. Yep. Um, you know, if something disastrous happens, I can just breathe and handle it and say, hey, it's not the end of the world. Um, you know, things that used to stress me out, like dropping my phone and cracking my screen, man, that would <laughs> cause chaos through my life for weeks. Um, I did it recently. I was like, eh. Yeah. Instead of walked inside and laughed and I had a broken phone for three months. It was fine. Um, you know, because it still did its job and it just wasn't a big problem. So, you know, that mindfulness certainly helps give you that composure in life and, and makes you look at the, you know, gives you time to stop and smell the roses, I guess, along the journey. Yeah, um, let's, let's talk a little yeah. bit about mistakes. I know we talked about it a little bit, but give us, you know, we talk about mistakes on the show a lot because I tell people all the time that, you know, when I'm done here, or maybe if I do ever write a book, it's not going to be about all the things we did right. It's going to be about all the little things that we screwed up or big things <laughs> along the way to get us where we are today. And I'm thankful for those, I think, most of the time. But uh, what are some of the mistakes that you made uh, early on or throughout your career that you would tell somebody, hey, you know, watch out for this one? Um, yeah, probably the biggest one is don't get carried away with everything. Don't get carried away with your dreams and ambitions. Um, because that can really take you away from living and, and you'll look back and you'll suddenly go, where did the last seven years go? You know, yeah. what was I caught up in and what was it all for? Um, so certainly that's that's something that I can relate to. Um, and the other thing is, you know, really question about what you're doing and ask yourself, is it really giving you meaning in life? And if it's not, then seek to make the change as soon as you can because I think you, you'll be you'll be better off for it than, you know, continuing on saying, yeah, I'd like to do this, but, you know, I need more time or I need more blah, 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 love, yeah. money, Maybe whatever it might be. It's not done, right? Yeah, the truth is we don't need anything more. Um, you know, the, the resources are available. We've got more abundance and access to resources now than we ever had before. Um, time, you've, had, you've got the most time right now than you ever will have again. So, you know, it makes sense to not delay and, and start now. Um, so, you know, all these things, you know, money, well, we can, there's crowdfunding, there's so many ways we can, we can get access to money if we need money. So, um, you know, it's all there for us. So I think, you know, just create the opportunities that you want to seek and, and start finding that meaning, meaning as it matters to you. Um, those are the two things that I sort of wish I'd do, had done earlier on. Yeah. Talk about your books a little bit. I know you have uh, written a book before and you're writing one right now. Tell us a little bit about what we can get from those and how do we get them? Yeah, I just wrote Delegate to Freedom, which is about outsourcing. So I've got an outsourcing company uh, based in the Philippines. So we hire out virtual assistants. Cool. You can check that out at globalofficeassistance.com. Um, so yeah, we, we help people. I started off when I was in real estate, just helping real estate agents set themselves up with a, a VA. So the book is about uh, the benefits of hiring virtual assistants, why it's, it's really important, and then more of a how-to guide about getting started with them as well. There's yep. a bunch of different options to um, get started with those guys. And the next book I'm writing at the moment is called the ultimate life map and that is pretty much what i've talked about throughout most of this interview is is about creating your, your why connecting with your life compass and defining that so you can 
navigate your life on your journey, not the journeys that um, sort of get handed to us in life, but on your journey towards uh, living a more purposeful life with greater happiness. Um, so that's the book I'm working on at the moment. Hi, everybody. Brian here real quick. This episode of The Business Machine is sponsored by the one and only Michigan Creative. That's right. Michigan Creative sponsors this Business Machine podcast for now. So if you have other sponsors that would be willing to sponsor our little Business Machine podcast, it's a great resource for business owners across the globe. And this one is sponsored by us here at Michigan Creative. Michigan Creative is a full service marketing and design firm in Lansing, Michigan. We provide mobile friendly websites digital marketing, video production, branding, graphic design, and much, much more. So we'd love to work with you uh, wherever you are, and we really just want to talk to you. So if you want to just talk to us here at Michigan Creative, you can call me. My cell phone is 517-899-4533, or just visit michigancreative.com. All right, back to the show. Tell about, give us a book um, beside your own and your own too that we can uh, look up that you really look to or something that I'm going to read more than the first 20 pages of that I can either listen to or read that would be good for me to figure out what my purpose is. Yeah, it depends what you're into. But yeah, for, for oh, there's so many. Um, one that I always talk talk about is relation to effectiveness really and good for business owners um, is the book by Stephen R. Covey which is called Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Um, I think that's a must-read if you're in business or anyone in life, actually. I think if you're not effective in life, you're just going to waste time and, and not live it um, with meaning. You, you can't live a meaningful life if you're not effective. Um, so I think that's a really important book. And the other one that I just read was a book by Sam Harris. Man, this guy's deep. Really? Um, he's a, uh, a neuro neurologist. Um so he, he looks at the, the mind and the structures of the mind. And in this book called Waking Up, he talks a lot about, you know, how to create a spiritual life without religion. Um, so, yeah, really insightful book, very deep, a lot for me. Like, it's hard to get my head around a lot of the stuff he talks about. But um, <laughs> the stuff that I did get away from it, it was just profoundly, you know, insightful. Yeah, I was listening to something very similar to that on a podcast and the brain and what it can do. I mean, it's just amazing. I like what you say, too, about because I think a lot of people think that they can't be spiritual without religion. And I think that's, I think that's a lot of, you know, when you, when you say spiritual, you th a lot of people just immediately turn it off because they think they can't do it. But, you know, he probably addresses that in the book, but I think there's lots of ways that you can be spiritual without having some sort of dedicated religion. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not a, a really religious guy by any stretch of the imagination, but I, I still am a spiritual guy. Yeah, that's interesting. All right. Last few questions here. If you could, have dinner with any business owner, or any person, I guess. Who would it be and why? Ha, probably Richard Branson. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, uh, yeah, why? I don't. I just like him. Um, I've seen him speak and I've met him um, personally as well before. So it'd be nice to just get to sit down with him and just just have a chat. And I wouldn't want to talk really about business. I just want to just have a normal chat about life and stuff. If I'm listening to this right now, too, what's the next best way um, that I can find out more information or maybe start this discovery path with you uh, into finding my purpose? What's the best way for me to do that? Yeah, best way is to go to thehiddenwire.com. Uh, everything, see all the links so you can mm -hmm. listen to the podcast, etc. Uh, my email address is there. So if you want to reach out to me, just send me an email. Um, and I also do consulting. Like I've got a, there's a page there. It's a bit bit amateur really uh, but you can click on it and you can set up a time we can have a chat it's a, a free consultation very cool just to see um you know how it might be a fit if we if we could work together 
All right, Lee, last, anything I missed, anything you'd like to bring up, anything you'd like to talk about before we get to our last question? No, no, no it's been good. Good. Cover the bases. So what do you think, and, you know, when I started this company too, we always try to look out 10 years, but now, you know, not, we haven't talked about business a whole lot. We're talking about sort of legacy and where we want to be. What, what do you hope? And, you know, hopefully we're not that 70 year old man wondering what our legacy will be, but what do you hope and, and what do you think that your legacy is going to be? My legacy. Yeah. Look, I, I just hope that, um, that I've been able to, to give enough to others to benefit their lives when I leave because nothing else, uh, when I do die that I, comes with me, like the only thing that remains is, is what I've given. So sure. that's what I sort of want to do is just go about living my life so I can give as much as I can and, and, you know, help as many people as I can. Good. Well, Lee, I really appreciate you being on the show today. It was awesome. I love talking about this stuff. It gets me a good way to, to leave work today and think about having a great day on Friday. So I really appreciate that. I enjoyed talking to you, man. Awesome. You too. Thanks, Brian. That was Lee Martinuzzi from The Hidden Why Guy. And check him out. It'll be all in the show notes of The Hidden Why. Just a really good exercise that I think we all need to do is really figure out what we're doing today. And it doesn't really matter what age. And I know there's a lot of college students out there that listen to the podcast and entrepreneurs and stuff too. This is a great thing for you to really think about where you want to be. And it's not it's not quit your job and be reckless and go out and save the world, um, But unless that's what you want to do. But it's just little things that we can do throughout the day to make sure that we're still hitting that purpose that we want to purpose or that we want to do on a daily basis. And so check it out. The hidden why guy, lots of great stuff on social media. Also his blog is deep, really deep. And the podcast has many, many episodes. So check that one. That'd be a good one to put in one of your favorites. So again, thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Brian town, the host of the business machine and CEO of Michigan creative. Again, remember a good leader makes everyone around him or her better than they are. Thanks guys. And we'll see you on the next one. Bye.